Welcome back to another episode of the Stump Podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Spencer. I'm Matt. And I'm Logan. Yeah, what episode is this? I've lost Dude, track. Dude, this five. is episode five. Five. Yeah. five. Okay. I and thought it was six use, for a hot second. Per the use, we got a guest. We do have a guest. Per the use. We would like to welcome our former teammate at Grace College, the, if I'm not mistaken, home run leader? The single season home run king. Single season home run king. Of the stud himself, Xavier. Just happy to have you on today. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> when the guest is ahead of you, he can say what he wants to. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. He's, he's, he's had that in his back pocket for a little bit. <laughs> when he gave him the rundown, he's like, I know what I'm going to say. <laughs> nice. So welcome, Xavier. Do you want to tell us a little about yourself? Where are you from? And how did you wind up with this Motley crew? Well, grew up in Montgomery, Ohio, along with Spencer and Logan, both Ohioites, Mm -hmm. as they say, Mennonites, Ohioites. (laughs) (laughs) Same difference. Same difference. Went to Grace for five years because I got hurt my one year. So that's why I didn't end up being the all-time home run record king. Mm. So Sorry to bring so, up that. Yeah. 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 Jeez, Matt opened up, <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah. Opened up some wounds there for me. Um, but Logan asked him, been hanging out with Logan recently, asked me to jump on the podcast. I'm a long-time listener, first-time guest. So. Hey, <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> Can we give him a T-shirt? Long-time yes. oh, yeah. listener, first-time guest. <laughs> And you can wear it your second time as a guest. Yeah. So I can be, uh, that's the reoccurring guest yeah. t-shirt. Yeah, I'm down for I'm that. that down. <laughs> <laughs> now that we haven't recorded or anything. Yeah, it's not like this will be there forever. Well, this, this one, no, I won't forget. <laughs> okay. That'll be the title nice. of this episode. Long time. All right. yeah. So what are the points at, Matt? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So our points, we have Logan at 10, Spencer at 8, myself at 6, and our guests are coming in strong with 7. They're doing a great job. Really? So have, no pressure. Right. Listen, I think it's time. I haven't it's done an apology in a while. Oh, my goodness. At least like four episodes. I need to apologize to. What's the first apology besides no. the beginning of the end? I mean, he yeah. started the yeah. season with one because he <laughs> yeah. was yeah, just so disheartened. But I need to apologize to myself. <laughs> myself. Are comparing yourself to Alexander <laughs> the Great? <laughs> or Albert Einstein. Or Albert Einstein. I just haven't lived up to my standards and. I can't say this week's going to be much better. <laughs> oh, no. Who are you comparing yourself to this week, Spencer? What's the theme? This week, I this, I actually don't have a theme this week. Hmm. I went completely off script. I I, I'm completely randomized it. I'm surprised you didn't say like Channing Tatum or something. No. No, that's next week. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I'm sad I missed that one. <laughs> I'm a big Channing Tate buff. <laughs> But uh, I have a, I got a wide variety this week. I got um, underwater music group. I got a circa gram, and I have CIA prospects. No theme, completely mm. randomized. Interesting. Yep. Going off interesting. the beat path. Did you pick a theme? I did pick a theme. Fight club. I'll no, see so you're going to talk about it Three all. fights. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm actually going to mute myself the entire time. I just need random one, two, three guesses out of you. B. No. I've, uh, yeah, what's that? No, I was going to say, it's just three fights. Three, okay. three pretty awesome battles. Go ahead. Sweet. I've got presidents. Wow. I love the... Th- I, That's I, it. I got presidents. I feel like a proud dad listened to all mm. the themes going on here. Oh, my gosh. 
Convenience the themes. Okay, per the usual, Xavier gets to choose to go. Yes, he does. Who do you want to hear first? Well, as I was preparing for this podcast, I was wondering how would I choose my choice on who what was a lie was okay. would i be a principal matters type person Amen. Amen. <laughs> would i just would i just wing it like matt <laughs> that's not the answer <laughs> or would i just question someone to death like truber yeah. <laughs> so, he doesn't weigh too hard he so i think homework. i feel attacked <laughs> <laughs> well, you know i come to win i'm a big competitor <laughs> got playbook right now. So I think in that I was going to go with principal as my matters. my my matters and as how I was going to choose my my choice. Amen. Principal matters yeah. because it does. It does. Sometimes. But I'm going to make Matt go first. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was Bill, just going to say just crush me that. I love this. By principal Spencer. Spencer. I hate that. Yeah, by principal first, Matt has to go first. Okay. I love that. <laughs> this is great. All right, I've got three things for you here. Obviously. I've got Help, I'm Stuck, John Quincy Adams, and the Amstad event. I believe I said that correctly. Um, and better, better Luck Next Time? I feel like it's Better, or better Luck Next Time is fitting for you because <laughs> this is next time for the season, and we're wishing better luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go for it. All right, so Help, you- I'm Stuck. Uh, <laughs> you went th- I have to start rooting for Matt now. Huh? I know. <laughs> I'm just bad at this. <laughs> All right, so better luck next time. Okay. All right. This is themed around presidents. On January 30th, 1835, Andrew Jackson became the first president to experience an assassination attempt. Richard Lawrence, an unemployed house painter, approached Jackson as he left a congressional funeral held in the House of Chambers of the Capitol building and shot at him, but his gun misfired. A furious 67-year-old Jackson confronted the attacker, attacker, clubbing Lawrence several times with his walking cane. During the shuffle, Lawrence managed to pull out a second loaded pistol and pulled the trigger, but also misfired. Jackson's aides then wrestled Lawrence away from the president, leaving Jackson unharmed but angry, as it turned out, and as it turned out, very paranoid. Uh, Jackson was convinced that Lawrence had been hired by the by his opponents on the Whig Party to try to assassinate him. A century later, Smithsonian Institute researchers conducted a study about about why the guns discharged improperly both the first time. They themselves had similar guns, discharged them, they all properly fired. And it was later determined that the odds of both guns misfiring during the assassination attempt was 1 to 125,000. That's pretty wild. Better luck next time. Yeah. <coughs> third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> and that, <laughs> that's why you always bring a third <laughs> pistol if you're planning an assassination. <laughs> this is common knowledge, people. Yeah. Third time's a charm, man. The two misfires on the wow. Two misfires and the sixty-seven-year-old Jackson just beating the crap out of the guy. That's that's very on par for Andrew Jackson, <laughs> who was incredibly violent as a human being. Don't know anything about the guy. That's pretty wild. Right. I mean, he probably thought he was just shooting blanks like Alec Baldwin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh! I can't read the give him the applause for that. Oh, that was. Ooh, is it hot here? It got real hot. <laughs> <laughs> What's your second story? <laughs> oh, no, he 
<laughs> we just went zero to a hundred <laughs> real quick. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, Good. I I've got help. I'm stuck. <laughs> John Quincy Adams and the Amstead event. Oh, I yeah. don't even know. Do help. I'm stuck. Help. I'm stuck. Yeah. Oh, holy. Oh my god. Oh, okay. William Howard Taft was the heaviest U.S. president in history. History, weighing in around 340 pounds at one point. During the 20 or being the 27th president, he had some big shoes to fill. No pun intended. Following uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Well, he may or may not have filled those shoes. Honestly, I didn't look up what the heck he did or anything that he passed. Um, he did rank 24 in 2001, um, but he's still 20 spots lower than Teddy. So Teddy ranked four in 2001 for the most liked president of all time, and Taft ranked 24. Um, he did fill something else. Well, the full details about this uh, vary depending on the source you may ask. He proceeded to take a bath and got, quote-unquote, stuck. Most of the stories explain that it was not the fact that he was literally stuck in the tub because he was too large for the tub, but more the fact that he could not get a grip to lift himself up out of the tub. Apparently, he was slipping, and some would say that the, quote-unquote, bath of whiskey that he regularly had played a large factor, it played a larger factor than his weight. You've heard of the beer shower. Now let me introduce you to the bath whiskey. <laughs> I've heard this story multiple times, and I can never remember if it's if it's true just or not. Turned off your mic. I don't know what happened there. Ah, uh, you just put too much pressure. Yeah, on this. I can never remember if it's true or not, and I feel like I've heard it's not true, but I don't know. I've heard the story as well, but I also have no idea. <laughs> I don't remember. I feel like I've heard that story too, but I don't. <laughs> we're, we're, either. we're on the same, <laughs> we're on the same page <laughs> it's one of those ones that's like you hear it so much it's probably not true but it's one of those like i i know for a fact i've heard it in like mm. a uh this is what president this is what happened to a president yeah but for some reason i'm remembering it got debunked <sighs> but i don't remember well, i need you to start remembering it's just like uh. here's a tub <laughs> all right all righty next one up the last one john quincy adams in the amstead event Fair warning, there are some names in here that I'm going to struggle with. Do my best here. So the Amstead event. Um, the Amstead story begins in 1839 when slave hunters captured large numbers of native Africans near Midlan in present-day Sierra Leone. These captives were sent to Havana, Cuba to be sold into slavery. Three days into the trek, a 24-year-old Mendy man... Senbi Pie, oh, struggling, it's going to be tough. I'm going to call it Pie from here on out, uh, was able to unshackle himself and others. They took control of the schooner by killing the captain and the cook and ordered Ruiz and Montez, the Spanish plantation owners who bought the slaves, to sail east to the rising sun towards Africa. Um, rather than complying, Ruiz and Montez secretly changed course at night. They sailed the schooner around the Caribbean and eventually up the east coast of the United States. The U.S. seized the vessel just off Long Island, New York. Pei and his companions escaped the ship but were caught on shore by private citizens. Pei and the others were imprisoned in New Haven, Connecticut on charges of murder and piracy. At the heart of the battle, at the heart of the, the battle, the was the legality of slavery in both Spain and the United States. At the time, 
slavery and slave trade was legal in Spain if those enslaved were Spanish and were from Spanish territories. However, Pei and his companions were kidnapped from a non-Spanish territory in Africa. The import... uh, the importation of, sla- of enslaved Africans was made illegal in the United States in 1807. What followed would be what set off a two-year-long legal battle that would reach the Supreme Court, where the captives asked former President John Quincy Adams to represent themselves, as he had often done for others and had spoke in front of Supreme Court um, with victory, I suppose is the right word, before. Adams stated that the American ideals of freedom demanded that the captives, the captives should be set free and returned to their homes in what is present-day Sierra Leone. The Supreme Court ruled 7-1 to one on the side of the captive Africans. They found that they were not Spanish, were taken illegally from Africa, and should be allowed to return to Africa. The Amstead court case is credited with being the first civil rights case in the United States. Nothing. Rather quiet. I'm just I'm processing. I feel these are three stories that are tough. Mm. Xavier looks like he knows. You know, I just feel a little stumped. Yeah. But Ooh, good, <laughs> oh, that's a good use. But I do. I do. They said the name in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said it. <laughs> I don't know. So I feel like story one is true because I yeah. feel like I've heard that one before. Story two, I think you switched something with the story where he wasn't taking whiskey baths. Oh, I was like, which I one did I read second? I definitely. Oh. <laughs> you mean by like he was drinking, right? Yeah, like he yeah. was drinking. Yeah. Sorry, like he was drinking. Because I've heard a story like that, but it wasn't that he was drinking in the bath. He actually got stuck in the bathtub. Yeah, so I've, I've heard the same thing yeah. too. But I'm thinking like, was it a myth? Did I hear like he got debunked or if that's like... Because I've heard that story 100%. I just don't know if it's true. Yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> I couldn't tell you 100%. Yeah. Here lies her issue. Here lies her issue on every episode. I mean, out of principle, I would like to think that my president isn't getting absolutely wasted in the bathtub. Out of principle. <laughs> out of principle. Out of principle. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure we told stories of George Washington and the gang just throwing down. Yeah. And that George. story was false. Because <laughs> that was his wooden teeth really? story. That was his wooden teeth story. How he got oh, his wooden yeah. teeth, he knocked his teeth out. Yeah. So I was like, he, he hit but, his head and something. That was false, though. <laughs> but there is a bar tab from the Continental Congress, yeah, the original, a, it's, that is it's unbelievable. Because it's like it's five like, gallons of alcohol per person. Yeah, like it's like 70 people, it, yeah. and they had an unbelievable, so they could throw down back then. Mm. But Logan, what are you thinking? You're rather quiet. Yeah. I am, because I'm. this is genuinely bugging me, because all three stories feel like, like I feel like I've heard the first story with the assassination attempts, um, and I genuinely think that's true. The second story I've also heard, though. The third story I haven't, but that's that's not something that would just be made up as easily. It'd be so much easier to take the myth or something of like the second story or the first and twist it. So I'm I'm truly stumped. This is here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna lock in the bathtub story. Bathtub story, okay. Because mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm fine with it. I I know. I feel like I've heard it that he has gotten stuck. I feel like that is true. But also, I feel like there's a nagging voice in the back of my head that's saying. I feel like I've heard it debunked, but I, 
Xavier has pushed me over the end. Principal. Principal. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the only way to vote. I'm going to lock in the first one. You're locking in the first because one. Because I genuinely think it happened, and I'm probably wrong. So you just you said it was the first assassination attempt on a president. There was some like, – I think a president was in a duel in, like, 1790 or something. Like, there was some wild stuff that happened back then. There probably weren't duels. Mm. I don't think he was a president then. Oh, so did you lock in the first one? I'm locking the first okay. one, yeah. And the first, one, the first one is the Andrew Jackson. The Andrew Jackson. Yeah. You're locking and in the bathtub. The tub. Okay. It's believable. I'm, I'm kicking myself already, but I don't know. This one, this it's is like tough. I look back at ones. I'm like, how did I get this one? I'm, this I one, I'm like, this. when I, when I don't get it, I'm going to be like, okay, whatever. Yeah. No big deal. Or if, I should say. <laughs> yeah. So are you going with the third one or are you doubling with one of us? I'm doubling up with Spencer. I think it's the bathtub. Okay. I'm locking that Everyone, one in. You locked it yeah, in? I'm yeah. locked yeah. in. Did well, you get three? The last one. What's did uh, you the get last three? one? So Quincy Adams one is true. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel better already. Yeah. No, <laughs> you have a fifty percent shot now. Super great story. <laughs> um, better luck next time is also true. Yes. Yeah, let's go, come Principal on, baby. Come on, Principal. <laughs> principal. <laughs> Which means I got <laughs> negative. negative. No, you got zero. I got zero. I got zero. I evened out. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. So what's the, I also got zero, that Matt. was debunked, right? So from everything that I found on like three different websites, there is absolutely no evidence yeah. that he got stuck in a tub. Yeah. There mm-hmm. is like something where he like ordered an extra large tub in one of the places he was yeah. going. Um, but there was nothing that specifically said he got stuck in a tub yep. and they couldn't from what I was reading, it was something like there was actually like maybe political like yeah. Because I've heard that story before. I had literally heard both those stories. And I'm like, which of these? But there's no way both could. So entering a duel, duel, so I think I know the story talking about, would not be considered an assassination. That's fair. Because it was actually mutually agreed upon. And there was no legal replication. But I don't know the story, but I feel like I'm aware of something similar like that. Um, But there was no legal ramifications. I just love the fact that Jackson was like, I want to give a shout out to our guest. He said he was coming in. To vote principal, and my golly, he stuck to his word. Absolutely, I'm, I'm a man of my word. Sticking with I'm Spencer. also a man that wants to win. So I'm a man, I'm a man with a <laughs> so, plan. He's a man with a plan. <laughs> well, so Xavier okay. got a point. You're, yeah, Xavier and Spencer got a point. The guess catching you two up to me, and I don't like it. So <laughs> settle down over there. Okay. All right. Well, Xavier? who's what? next? Logan or I? Mm, I'm gonna go with Logan. Let's hear it. Fight Club. All right. Do you guys want to hear the enemy of my enemy is my friend? Do you want to hear easy peasy lemon squeezy? Or do you want to hear balloon tower defense advanced edition? I love that game. <laughs> is that where we're going? Take it that way. I That game I played an absurd amount back in the day. Yeah, so. I played so right. much in study hall when I should have been doing oh, papers. <laughs> Insane amount. <laughs> and it would always crash your phones or computers. Yes. Once well, you got to you a, high got to a level, certain level, it'd yeah. be so slow. I know. When I you got like that. a million, like, what was it, sun gods? Wasn't that yeah. Was yeah, yeah. And yeah. now they have the technology to do it. And Anyway, <laughs> we're going back to France, early 1800s. If you wanted to dispute an ind- with an individual, you would often sell it via duel. This is fitting. We just talked about this. Ah. In 1808, however, a duel took place unlike any other duel previously seen. Two Frenchmen, Monsieur de Grand Prix and Monsieur de Piquet, <laughs> I'm going to butcher those, sorry, had a dispute that needed to be settled via duel. Um, they had both been secretly seeing the same mistress, and all of a sudden the town wasn't big enough for the two of them, literally. <laughs> um, so instead of settling the duel in the town square at noon, they decided to settle their duel over the skies of Paris. Both men decided they would duel to the death in identical hot air balloons. 
So on the morning of May 3rd, 1808, both men, as well as their co-pilots, climbed aboard their balloons in Paris's Tuileries Gardens and took flight. Each man's sidekick basically had to come to terms with the fact that if if their guy was a bad shot, they were going to die. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right? And so the balloons rose to the agreed-upon 2,000 feet, they, almost a half mile into the sky, right? They counted down, and then when the signal was given off, they fired. Depique got the first shot off, but somehow missed the entire balloon of Grand Prix. Grand Prix did not miss, and one shot sent the balloon spiraling down to earth at a deadly pace. When the balloon hit the ground, or rooftops rather, both men were found splattered beyond recognition, uh, dashed to pieces on a stranger's roof. Thus ending. Dude, you're on like an aggressive street. Just <laughs> <laughs> <No>. violent. <laughs> it's a duel. I mean, these are all fights, so people are not going to make it. Yeah. But balloon sour defense. Yeah. Crazy duel. <laughs> Could you imagine? Just, I know, right? Let's take this up to the sky. Yeah. <laughs> and our balloons. Let's fight to me It'll in a balloon. I need the, I need the <laughs> backstory of why they both had balloons. I was <laughs> that same why do they both have hot air How balloons? How do they both own a hot air balloon? <laughs> I was thinking the same exact thing. I question that. I further question, how do they each have a friend good enough to hop in a balloon? Because, like, I have... <laughs> I, I cannot think of a single person, maybe my wife, maybe, mm. that I would jump in a balloon with and let people shoot at that balloon. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be. I, wouldn't I don't be even know. I mean, like, here's how you go up, here's yeah. how you go down. <laughs> Fly your own balloon. <laughs> I don't trust your aim. <laughs> oh, it's not even that I don't trust your aim. It's I don't want to go they, down. What if they both hit? <laughs> exactly. It's a freaking balloon. It's not That's that a big to, target. Yeah. That's a huge target. If you can't hit a balloon, then... I mean, you got lots of wind gusts up there. Yeah, and back then, they weren't, like, rifled oh or anything. Goodness. So, like, it, it oh, no. misses were going to happen, but... Oh, anyway. Intense, what okay. do you want next? The enemy is my enemy is my friend or easy peasy lemon squeezy? What are you thinking, Xavier? Um, I think I like the office quote, the enemy of, uh, of enemy my, enemy my enemy friend. So white shrewd. <laughs> false. false. That, one, that, was, that one's false. <laughs> Much has been made of the heroics of the American Revolutionary War, from crossing the Delaware on Christmas Eve to Paul Revere's ride, uh, pretty well-documented accounts of most of the battles that led to American independence. One battle, however, we know little about. The battle took place in Virginia in 1779, where a British encampment was reported to be moving southward. American spies had seen the troop movement, and the large colonial army of soldiers were looking to surprise the Brits in their camp. Led by James Agnew, the army of nearly 6,000 soldiers silently made their way through the forests of Virginia uh, to the reported location of the encampment. Soon, General Agnew found the encampment, but there was a problem. Every single soldier had already been brutally murdered. Apparently, the colonial army wasn't the only people watching the movement of the Redcoats. The Powhatan tribe of Native Americans had seen the movements as well and similarly thought of the encampment in the woods as an easily susceptible place to ambush them. A group of Powhatan warriors came in under the guise of night, something the colonial army would almost never do during those days, um, and attacked the redcoats, leaving no survivors. Seeing an opportunity, Agnew immediately sent word that he had defeated the British. Soldiers were informed that their heroic victory would be one which saw no American casualties, um, and they would be seen as heroes. So collectively, they decided their best story to send back was one of American dominance and assertive victory. They left out the part where they didn't actually fight anyone um, and really didn't include the part where, reportedly, they just fled the scene when they found the bodies because they were also so afraid of the native warriors. Um, the truth came out, however, as it always does, and so the battle kind of got brushed under the historical rug. Um, had the fake story not been found out, though, the we might have like a catchy name and a cool story around the massacre. And James Agnew could be household names like Washington or Revere. Unfortunately, 
truth came out. We found out he didn't actually do anything. Just <laughs> found dead bodies and ran. <laughs> but anyway, that was the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> it seems pretty legit. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, mean, I would I would have taken credit for it. Who's going to know? Who's going to know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean. Also, what a terrifying scene to show up that morning and be like, what happened? Oh, no. <laughs> That's how conspiracy theories start. That's you know? exactly how conspiracy <laughs> Bigfoot, you know. <laughs> okay, last story. This story is about the easiest win in the Ottoman Empire that the Ottoman Empire ever had in a battle, all right? So the year 1788, an Empress, Emperor Joseph II of the Holy Roman Empire is waging war against the Ottoman Empire. After his initial failure, Joseph so- shows up with 80,000 troops uh, and... Much like, much like every part of the Holy Roman Empire, there were multiple nationalities, right? Serbs, uh, Croatians, Italians, Slovaks. So these 80,000 men camped near the river Timis, and it was a dark night with no moon. The generals of the army are all meeting together in a tent with Emperor Joseph II, and they're discussing strategy. They felt confident in their upcoming victory over the Ottoman Empire, um, and while the generals were meeting, some cavalrymen decided they were going to ride off to see the Ottoman Empire from a distance. They couldn't find them, however, and instead stumbled into a small town. The townspeople sold them alcohol and women, and the soldiers couldn't resist. They got blackout drunk in the town. During this time, another group of ground soldiers from the Holy Roman Empire were also wandering around, stumbled to the same town. They saw the drunken soldiers on the ground. They tried to take their alcohol, and the drunken soldiers mistook them for Ottoman soldiers and started firing. This led to a full-blown battle because when the army heard gunshots from the distance, everything went to chaos. Soldiers who didn't speak the same languages began mistaking the German word for halt for (laughs) Allah, which the Ottoman Empire would yell going into battle, causing people to begin blindly firing at each other. The tent of generals thought they'd been ambushed, so Emperor Joseph II actually got off of his horse and crawled downriver to seek shelter. By the time the firing ended, over 10,000 soldiers laid dead. Two days later, the Ottoman Empire arrived upon the camp and claimed it the Battle of Karanzibis and named it a decisive battle in their defense against the Holy Roman Empire. That's the third story. So uh, after each story, I was like, that one's true. Well, that one's true. I said, well, that one, uh, what the heck, that one might be true. Here's the thing. Here's the two things Logan loves. It's death and war. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of war-themed stories, yes. Yeah, you've war-themed. been on a lot of death recently. <laughs> well, the last one wasn't war and death. It was just death. death. <laughs> just death, yes. Probably worse. <laughs> it's history. Okay, okay, okay. I struggled to believe the hot air balloon. Because <laughs> I, I just can't fathom, like, why are you dueling in the air? I know. I think we should really talk about the friends that didn't talk them out of going <laughs> yes. up into the air balloon. Are you They're like, me? oh yeah, sure, I'll fly. Yeah. Which Those I need that. Could I could use that loyalty in my life. Yeah. You know. No <laughs> I mean, I love love, but I'm not gonna fly up <laughs> know, in a hot right? air balloon and die for you. Well, listen, you can be my best friend, but <laughs> you're still stupid, man. But that one, as Logan would say, is mm. the most unbelievable one. Therefore, it's true. That's true. But has he been setting us up this entire time is to this bring the down the hammer? I don't know if Logan's that smart. <laughs> so you got hot air balloons, the Ottoman yes. Empire, and the Revolutionary the Revolutionary War. I mean, I feel like the Ottoman Empire. There's multiple stories in history where they fired on their own troops, and there's so much chaos and war early on. So I feel like that one is pretty believable as well. I was saying the same thing. 
But there is something in my head mm. that is saying autumn is false. You think so? For no reason, I just feel this nagging autumn is false. Autumn is false. But I don't. I, I'm not confident. Yeah. That's exactly what you said. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Exactly it sounds believable. But the autumn and one actually stands out as the one that feels false. But I've been very wrong on that. So. But if I'm not mistaken, I think Logan used one of the same stories like that last season. So did he reuse a story this season? Mm, I doubt it. I'm trying to think. Like I don't think so. Yeah, like shooting on each other. Those were all unique stories. That might sound familiar. He thinks. I feel like that sounds familiar. That they ended up. It was a World War II event. Yeah, I remember which one you're talking about. Mm -hmm. There was a World War II event where they fired upon each other from, and it was, it was in Japan. It was in the Pacific. The Pacific oh, Island. Yeah, they were yes. on the island. Yeah. And they fired each other. And, and that was out. a false story. That was a false story. So did he repurpose he it into a true story? He's been watching his film. Is that I know. <laughs> he is good. Because you're right. Wow. That he made that story up. Could, could, now, he, could, be, that, could that he have a tell? Yeah. Could he have a tell? Is he reusing stories? Is he that lazy? Or is he trying to trick <laughs> us now? <laughs> Can we call next time? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> So Can we, we have Ottoman hot air balloon. What's the third one again? The Revolutionary War. The Revolutionary War. It's that one seems the most believable. That one does. There yeah. are four. No, it's <laughs> false. <laughs> Man, the hot air balloon. I just, I still struggle mm. to wrap my head around. Who's gonna put a lockdown? Dude, I don't even know. So here's here's the issue. I think I'm not locking in officially. I think I'm gonna lock mm. in the hot air balloon. But there is something in my soul saying Ottoman. Mm. I, I can't. I can't do it. I got to trust myself. I'm locking in Ottoman Empire. 10,000 people died. Principal. <laughs> so you went off the lowest, the lowest <laughs> casualty <laughs> rate? <laughs> or highest, I mean? Like, yeah. It has okay. to be false. All right. Ottoman's locked in. Matter, Xavier? I think... I'm gonna lock in the hot air balloon one. I'm I, I just I don't just I don't no think that way. one is true. I don't. Well, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna second guess myself. I'm gonna lock in the hot air balloon. Just do it. He I'm named gonna... it after a video game that he played a lot. It's been on his mind. Oh. <laughs> Man, I'm siding so much with Spencer, and I'm struggling because I don't know if I go if I spread this out, yeah, or if I side. So I spread it out. He can he, get one point. Yeah, that's it. No, yeah, he'd get one if you spread it out. No, only he would get one only if Xavier's only correct. Only if Xavier's correct. That's true. It's either one or two. Or it's it'd be it's either one or I, two. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill myself. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh with Spence on this one okay. because that just feels feels right and I'm gonna lock it in okay. and locked it in. Let's have a history here. A little backstory with Logan. Let's this this would be the third or fourth time Man. that he would have fooled Matt and I and not fooled the guests. Yeah. If if the history stands. So is revolutionary true? Why should I be the false one? No. That's false? That's false. Revolutionary is false. Made it up. I should have okay. gone. Oh, I should have gone yeah. spread. Mm. Well I, done. I literally Dang. Googled random revolutionary war generals, picked one I didn't recognize, put them in Virginia, Googled Native American tribes in Virginia in 1779. <laughs> Picked a random tribe and yeah. wrote a story. We didn't even well, consider like discussing no. that one. Well, here's yeah, the, no. the reason. That was I was amazing. Like, I thought here's that was real because I'm like, truly, my what I thought I was like, I don't think Logan will make anything up about Native Americans. Here's like, the thing that jumping into war. That, but I was like, okay. Here's the thing that had me like nervous when you said 
the one that's least believable is the balloons. And I'm like, no, but that's true. And you go, yeah, but that's going to be true. And I'm like, crap, they're not going to say balloons. <laughs> and then you said the Native Americans, you go, oh, that one's the most believable. It's true. And I'm like, they're going to pick that one. No. Yeah, well the balloons done. happened. That was 100%. Okay. Two, two dudes fought in the air of <laughs> that's Paris. That's unreal. And I have no idea where they got the balloons. I asked the same questions. Where'd you get the balloons? Where'd you find a guy with the kind of loyalty to die by you? <laughs> by, by your want to. How do you own people are built the different. same? I would think. How do you mistress, own like, this rent? How are you like? Oh, we both have balloons. Yeah. Let's duel in our balloons. What? Uh, and the Ottoman Empire one also 100 percent true. They three started points? firing three points. themselves. Three, three points. points. Well done. Well Dude, done. You pull, pulling away on that one. Yeah, that was, that was wow. Awesome. I got. Hey, you know what? Gotta give, gotta give credit where credits due. So. On spread. All right, Spencer. <sighs> Okay, let's do it. We got three. Underwater music uh, ensemble, the emergency circus or circograms, or the CIA. Underwater music is just intriguing to me. Okay. Okay. Using specifically designed instruments, a Danish group called Aquasonic is the first ensemble to perform music underwater and does so without using breathing apparatuses. They created a special equipment such as their... Man, I never speak into the microphone. They created special equipment such as the hydrophone, which is a specially built microphone that you can use underwater. They've also developed some of their own uh, underwater instruments, including an organ and a modified violin. It took the band years to perfect the technology they used to perform underwater, and they've conducted countless experiments with deep-sea divers. Learning to sing underwater was a whole other challenge. Lead singer Lalia Skomad has to produce vocals that lead the music all while rationing her air. And she said that was particularly difficult. A hybrid of music, live performance, and visual arts, a new technology, the group caters to various aesthetics, skills, and genres. Underwater performing. Not one of us heard a word you said. We're all watching for the tell. (laughs) <laughs> no, I heard. I, know, okay. I heard the, the obvious. The obvious. Uh, <laughs> trying to sing and hold my breath underwater was very challenging. Yeah, <laughs> what a quote. <laughs> That's actually interesting. And I, if I'm going principle, I want that to be true because yeah. I want to Google their songs <laughs> later <laughs> and be like, what, like, what does yeah. an underwater, underwater band sound like? That's all right. Like the amount of things they had to create and like, yeah, yeah, orchestrate to get that mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of want it to be true. <laughs> can you sing underwater? Like, like I know you can like make some sound, but can yeah. you honestly control your vocal pitches? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Layla Sko- Skovman can do it. It's actually super acoustic to sing underwater. I don't know if you've ever had those otter boxes back in the day that were waterproof, but if you oh put them God. if you put them underwater, you could actually hear it all the way at the other end of the pool. Really, it's so That's sick. Crazy. I don't remember this. But. I know it's supposed to travel better, sound mm-hmm. travels better. Okay, yeah, I'm intrigued. I, I want yeah. this to be true. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, you want the circus one or the CIA? Give us a circus. Okay, circus. The emergency circus has come to the rec- rescue with circograms, based in New Orleans, Louisiana. Emergency Circus founder Clay Mazing has taken to the streets to deliver circograms around the city. Atop his Shazambulance, Clay dazzles audiences from afar with knife juggling, bullwhip stunts, and other circus-related activities. Just simply call 1-NOW-CIRCUS-1 and leave a message to request the performance. The circograms are free, as many in need can't always afford entertainment. But donations via PayPal help support these 15-minute circus spe- Spectaculars. 
Where's it from again? New Orleans. New Orleans. That seems Sounds legit. Like something that would actually yeah. happen down there. Yeah. That's pretty. The free part's the thing that is, I trip up on the most because. Well, it's not free free. Well, it's not free free. Well, yeah, but it's like, basically like a non-profit, right? Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's. I mean, I, I actually kind of want that to be true too. Yeah. The thought hey. of someone like mm. giving their talent for free. And performing little fifteen minute thing. That's pretty cool. And, and props sure to him if it's true. Yeah. And if you made it up, I'll never forgive you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> CIA. Poor true. CIA. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> the last one. Paul. True. No. Okay. The CIA prospects, okay? From nineteen eighty three to nineteen eighty eight were recruited using a secret card game. The CIA prospects would enter a room where 15 cards laid on the table face up. Wait. Where 15 cards laid on a table face up. And in a different room... What am I reading here? CAA prospects would enter a room where 15 cards laid on a table face up and, and in a different room. Each card has three numbers, two colored shapes, and an animal. With only three minutes, they had to memorize as much as they could. After the three minutes was up, they would be escorted to the trial room where they were given 10 minutes to figure out the puzzle on the table. The puzzle was a fifteen, was fifteen blank playing cards, laying in the same format as the cards in the memory room, with a pen on the table as well. However, the catch, the cards had nothing to do with the puzzle. The name tag on the admin checking in the checking in the prospects, the proctor in the memory room, and the escort in the trial room, all read stack the cards. Many failed as most attempted to recreate the cards, but the true test was to see who was observant even in a stressful situation, a skill that the CIA needs. The test is referred to the name game in the CIA and was used for five years until it was retired. I want that to be true, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually really cool. And I've heard of people doing things like that. Like, I heard of a CEO from trying to think of a company that would put something in his teeth during the interview process. And the only way to decide if you were hired or not is if you had the guts to tell him he had something in his teeth. So, like, that sounds like something a CIA would do to, like, test your observation skills. Like, it's it's a unique... Anyone can memorize 15 cards, but who can pay attention to the names? I could not memorize 15 yeah, cards. I'm, well, yeah. I'm, not I'm never getting hired. Yeah, I'm not C- yeah. You're not CIA agent. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not CIA agent. Anywhere yeah. near that. You're Alexander the Great material. Yeah. But <laughs> and Albert Einstein. <laughs> yeah, did uh, Jeez. your first story. Yes. They were singing. Did they have any like tube in their mouth? Were they having a like, face mask over anything? No breathing like anything so they're underwater singing into how their far underwater pumps. yeah they're i don't know i'm assuming it's mm. it, they're in tanks and it's like performance it's not it, like it's if you don't know you didn't watch the videos and if you didn't watch the videos it's not real because there's no way you read that and didn't google their video if, if you didn't listen to their songs <laughs> yeah and you know any of them it's not real because you would have googled that right away i think i don't know about that <laughs> i'm gonna lock it in yeah the i'm one? just gonna the water one i'm gonna lock it in We'll see what happens. Man. I don't know. Give me the circus one, and I'm going to be sad forever, but I'm going to lock in the circus one Kay. because as much as I want that to be true, I just – something feels off. Okay. I'm thinking about the CIA one just because it sounds way too much like the plot of Now You See Me, mm. the movie. <laughs> I don't know if they. See, I, thinking, I don't know if you like that movie or not. If that's your fan, even seen it. Yeah. But I was thinking the plot of Kingsman. Oh. A little bit when they're like trying oh. to determine who they're gonna pick, and it's yeah. like 
but not also, necessarily exactly. But it the also same. just sounds way too much like something yeah, the CIA yeah, would do. That's, yeah, that's, that's maybe, the I'm, far, maybe I'm overthinking Honestly, it. It sounds so far. obvious; it's probably false. Could be just like <laughs> just like the Revolutionary yeah. War. <laughs> You're making me second guess now. Are you locking that in? Are you are you flipping? I've blocked the key and thrown away. Yeah, me too. He wants you to lock it in. That's one's true. Uh, I want to lock it in. Okay. Okay. I think it's uh, too obvious to true. not yeah. be true. Let me break my favorite heart to break. Dang yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Circus is 100% true. It's a nonprofit. Oh, You're completely so correct. That's so cool. Yeah. Nonprofit. So it was during COVID, the guy would drive around. Oh, and good for him, honestly. Nice guy, man. Really, really neat. I, I've Just never been him a round of applause. I've never been happier to miss one. That's yep. cool. Good dude. So, shout out to him. Now, here's the sad thing. Mm. I love Now You See Me. Okay. Kingsman, I think I've seen. Good movie. I can't even, I don't remember much about it. I don't know what you're talking about the plot in that, but which part? They pick out the cards. Like You have, you have the, the king and the queen, and they get it oh, to start to come yeah. to the... And then they reveal the secret plan yeah. in front of their eyes, the four okay, horsemen. That's, that's great. Yeah. Love that movie. Yeah. When I was writing it, never crossed mm. my mind. But that's the false one? That is the false one. Oh. There we go. So here's the thing. <laughs> oh, crazy. The, so the, the, the water singers, right? Danish group, Aquasonic. Xavier's right. I didn't even watch the video. What? They have a video on the website. I literally can pull the website up for you. I don't know why you didn't watch the why video. Why didn't you watch the video? I, I don't know why. I just like, oh, this is a funny story. I just like funny wrote story. the story down. Oh my god! Never. And here's and they Should have. Can we a deduct a point for not watching the video? <laughs> <laughs> and the CIA thing, I literally just made up because there's actually a they used a card game to train CIA members. Um, didn't read about the card game. I just made up my own and turned it to prospects. Oh. But no, there's no no such thing as that. If unless there is, and I'm like ahead of my time, and I'm CIA material. I should have listened Wrong to Xavier uh, when he said it felt too obvious. Yeah. Wrong formula, right answer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but it felt so good. Good call. In my mind, it good felt like out. this plot of now you see. Yeah. Me. So that's why it felt false to <laughs> me. It, I, I probably watched that movie two, three times a year, and yeah. so like you I love those movies. Your gut, and it paid off. Yeah. That's right. well did he get? Did he go three for three? Or no, no. Two no. For three? No. Two for three. So I think I only escaped with one. point. I, I pulled a Logan there. You pulled a Logan. Yeah, you did. You fooled the, Logan the one person a, you need to fool is the guest. Yeah. So, okay, so wait. So I walked away with the goose egg. <laughs> goose yeah, egg. Goose egg today. Matt. Xavier had two, right? That's right. I'm coming yeah. for Logan Matt's spot and I replace him. Yeah. And there's a lot of people coming for my spot next season. <laughs> 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 my contract is ending probably halfway through this season. <laughs> I, I think I can say, and I think we can all agree. Xavier oh, was the most man. in tune. Like he knew his Yo. stuff. We've, he he to have a might guess, be the scary. Know us that well. Yeah. Like he's a scary one to have on. Honestly, I don't feel like I could fool you twice. <laughs> Probably not. I got kind of lucky, <laughs> and I'll take it because. See, I, I just it. I got lost with Spencer and Matt just completely going over the, yeah. the Revolutionary yeah. War yeah. one, so it didn't cross my mind either. I was yeah. so locked in. See, I've got these two figured out, but you, yeah. I don't yet. Yeah, hey, you two are in trouble. <laughs> As I fooled both of you, <laughs> I've literally fooled you both. I think every time, and the guess is just so, murdering me. Yeah, no, <laughs> the guess, that means the guess fooled, is at your number. No, that oh. means you fooled one of us every time. Yeah, but Not the same. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm just gonna have to go home, 
review the tapes. And uh, <laughs> when I when guys have me, if you guys want me on next time, uh, I'll try to take down Logan next time. I know we need a. I need absolutely. a revenge tour. I, a revenge <laughs> tour. <laughs> we need to sign him to another uh, another deal. Can we get a Can we get an agreement going on here absolutely. for a contract? Yeah. Absolutely, an extra episode uh, contract. No, I love it. I love Is, it. It could be like. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Steve Urkel wasn't supposed to be like a long tenured guest on Family Matters. I could be wrong with this. Mm. Could Xavier be the Steve Urkel? Oh, <laughs> I would actually rather be. Uh, who's Who's the guy on Parks and Rec? It, um, Ron Swanson. Not Ron Swanson. The uh, oh man, he's Chris Pratt's character. Not one, Chris Pratt. The show I don't watch. The guy who dated Ann Perkins and married oh, her. Oh, the uh, Chris Traeger. Oh, Chris, Chris Traeger. <laughs> he actually he actually wasn't supposed to be on. That long, that on, long. on that long, yeah. Dang. He was only supposed to be on for a season, and then Back they signed him on. Him on. Okay. Dang. Well, wow, so I would rather awesome. be a Chris Traeger than <laughs> a uh, Steve Urkel. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. Where are the scores of that? Update us. All right, so end of that's episode five, right? End of episode end five. Of E5. We got Logan trying to pull away at 13. Yeah. Spencer trying to catch up to Logan at 10. Okay, I'll take it. Our guest... At eight, killing it. Nice. Wow. And that is all we have for today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ooh, I'm at six. Okay. Okay. Well, any last words, Xavier? No, I'm just looking forward to that next episode when I'm on here. Yep. I'm gonna take down Sorcerer Trooper for sure. Absolutely. I'm gonna gun for him. <laughs> I will Head spend hunt. hours <laughs> and hours listening Study to his film. podcast, listen yep. to his voice tones yep. and every story on the lies. Yep. Um, if I could get some of the film that you guys have, too, gonna, that would be great. We'll as send well. it to you in a package. Yeah. So reviewing the tapes on like a projector. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I think he twitches with his. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a. One of those bulletin boards, and I'm gonna get twine. Yep. I'm gonna make a whole scene about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna so, walk into his. We're gonna <laughs> walk into his place, and it's gonna be like, okay, is he like plotting yeah, to murder Logan? My only <laughs> response to that. All right, if you're gonna do that, you gotta tell us Spencer's tell. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's tell true. Spencer's tell. a tell, and we're figuring it out. Yeah. Um, last week's guest told us that. Here's my response to someone saying that in. I want to say it was like 2012. Peyton Manning made the same mistake over and over in games throughout the entire season, knowing Ed Reed would try to pick up on it, just to bait him into it in the playoffs when they played the Ravens. And threw it for a touchdown. So yeah, but you don't know I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know I was coming before you filmed it. You may be Ed Reed. We're, gonna, we're gonna tell you of a different gonna, guest coming. Yeah. It's gonna be. I'm the. <laughs> we're gonna be like, hey, Joey's coming. Yeah. Xavier shows up. <laughs> I'm the I'm the first round draft pick that just they just took a safety. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, awesome. this was great. Yes. Thanks, Xavier, for coming on. Um, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. Yeah. Toodaloo. Bye.